Hello and welcome to this Lloyd's List podcast. Perhaps no other sector of the maritime business is transforming quite like classification. What we thought of as certification and verification services are transforming into professional advisors, client sustainability partners, regulatory experts for an uncertain commercial world. Of course, some former class societies are further along the transition pathway than others, or at least they say they are. There has been a flurry of mergers and acquisitions as they scrabble to bring on board a cadre of expertise they never needed in the conventional confines of class. Meanwhile, chief executives are reassessing every division to make sure they are aligned with the new vision for the business and disposing of those no longer core. Now, one class society currently going through a transformation is RENA, solidly Italian, but keen to strengthen its ties in key markets in Europe and Asia, traditionally maritime, and yet breaking down barriers with energy, industry and transportation to provide clients with a broader expertise. My name is Richard Clayton, and I'm Chief Correspondent at Lloyd's List. With me today is Rena Services Chief Executive Paolo Moretti. Paolo graduated as a naval architect and marine engineer from the University of Genoa and has been with RENA since 1997 with assignments to South Korea to oversee the construction of oil and chemical tankers and to Italy and France for cruise ships and LPG vessel projects. He led RENA's marine business between 2011 and 2016 when he was promoted to chief commercial officer. Paolo, welcome to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. My pleasure. Now, like all classification societies in IAX, RENA has diversified into new areas of business and gained new competencies. What strategic goals have you set for the business? Well, Richard, I, I can say that we have uh, done something more that, uh, than simply diversifying, and uh, I can witness it because, uh, as you mentioned, in December this year, it's going to be 25 years uh, since I joined RENA, so quite a while ago, and uh, I've witnessed uh, the deep changes and uh, the strategy that we have developed over the years uh, that was uh, really to build a solid soul in the consulting engineering part. So today, we have a company, RENA Consulting, that account for almost the half of our revenues and of our people. And uh, this started in 2011 when we made uh, this acquisition of Dapolonia that at the time was uh, the second biggest Italian engineering company. And uh, this path uh, with them uh, brought us uh, in different sectors, in particular energy, transport uh, and infrastructures. So this gave us uh, the opportunity to build up uh, real uh, competencies and skills uh, that now are coming very useful in all sectors, in particular on uh, items and topics like uh, decarbonization. Because of course, uh, shipping uh, is not alone in this path and uh, shipping will have uh, to look carefully to what is happening in other industry, which will be the prevailing uh, uh, fuel uh, alternative. 
shipping accounts for uh, less than the 3% of the global CO2 emissions is part of the so-called uh, harder to abate sectors uh, like the iron and steel, uh, cement, uh, aviation, uh, road freight, transportation. That are uh, they they have in common uh, various things like they of course they consume a lot of energy they their business is uh, worldwide is global and uh, some sometimes they 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 have difficulties uh, for example in the electrification of all the processes so it's really interesting to always uh, have a, a look and uh, and knowing exactly what is happening being master of the technologies that are uh, in other industry being ready to transfer them also to the maritime. So you've emphasized the importance of decarbonization for RENA. How is the marine industry working alongside energy, industry, transportation divisions to ensure that you learn from each other? Well, this is a very important aspect, just to make you some examples. Of course, we are doing the approval in principle of our first projects of ships running with with hydrogen or with, with ammonia or methanol, name it. but. In the same time, we are certifying the first train really using hydrogen and fuel cells in the north of Italy. We are working with uh, iron and steel manufacturer to decarbonize their industry and uh, have the first uh, furnaces uh, that use mixture of LNG and, uh, and hydrogen. Or, for example, we are testing uh, the materials for uh, the pipelines that in the future could carry hydrogen instead of uh, of gas in our uh, cities uh, uh, networks so i think that uh, for us uh, it is really important uh, first of all to invest a lot uh, in r&d r&d will remain a topic but then uh, since uh, the regulations are not there the international framework is not ready because of course we are starting reviewing projects with uh, with ammonia with hydrogen alternative fuels but there are no other regulations by IMO in place it it, it it is really important it is really important to know the technology and uh, so that you can do all uh, the technical assessments, uh, the risk assessments, and being sure that uh, what you are approving as a classification society is fit uh, for purpose and the general safety of, of the asset uh, is, uh, is maintained. Uh, then I would say that another important thing always to bear in mind is that uh, shipping is part of an ecosystem. It's more and more part of an ecosystem we have witnessed what can happen with problems on the logistic? We have seen it with the pandemic. Now, unfortunately, we continue seeing it with the, with the war in Ukraine. And uh, it is important always to consider all the supply chain, to consider the vessel within its uh, natural ecosystem that to us is the ports and the infrastructures. Because otherwise you have the risk of, uh, of building a ship that is ready, but then you don't have uh, the proper infrastructure in which you could really put uh, in place uh, all uh, the technology that uh, she is uh, equipped with. So for us, uh, it's really it's really uh, of paramount importance also to maintain the, not only with the energy sector, but in particular on portent infrastructures and uh, monitor carefully and be a protagonist uh, of all the activity, for example, for the cold ironing. So being sure that our role is somehow to manage the various uh, stakeholders manufacturers, uh, um, 
brokers the finance because of course it's important to give confidence uh, to the financial institution that that particular project is really meeting the the ESG criteria the the carbonization um, targets and so this role of always being at the forefront and always try to put together the various stakeholders of the ecosystem in which the vessel has to operate. Thank you. Um, now, many many of our listeners will know you as an Italian class society, um, but uh, Rina ha now has a presence in 70 countries. Uh, where do you plan to focus your attention in the coming decade? We are an Italian company. We were uh, established in Italy in 1861. And uh, like all the classification society, of course, we have a strong link with the country in which everything was uh, originated and, and the company was uh, was founded now back 100, over 160 years ago. Uh, but of course, we are a multinational uh, company. And uh, I can tell you that, Richard, that uh, in the maritime business in particular, we are uh, growing and growing more and more abroad. Nowadays, uh, the Italian interest within our maritime uh, um, cluster accounts for less than the 50%, not because it is less relevant than before, but because, of course, we are increasing our presence uh, abroad. And uh, I would mention in particular Greece. In Greece, uh, we have really decentralized many important uh, sectors and uh, units of our uh, marine division. And uh, Greece, of course, is paramount importance because uh, there are the biggest ship owners. Uh, and in Greece, uh, there are also many of them are also uh, forefront runners, uh, first movers. Uh, and so it is important uh, to be always uh, in close contact with uh, with uh, such a community. And then we don't have to forget, of course, Asia with a particular focus on China because uh, the new buildings are, are built there. And so uh, luckily enough, now we have a wide range of uh, new buildings uh, uh, from traditional cargo vessels uh, to Roro ferries to cruise ships, and uh, of course there is always uh, this uh, attention and aspect focus on the on new sources of uh, of alternative fuels uh, and on uh, uh, projects uh, that are built to satisfy uh, the IMO 2050 uh, targets. Uh, thank you, Paolo. Uh, I understand the maritime business at Rina has been growing strongly. And now what's behind this growth and how will you build on it to give you a platform for expansion in the future? Richard, it is correct uh, because we have, uh, of course, our, our data that are uh, public and transparent. Uh, so over the last three years, we are the, the class society that is growing faster in terms of, uh, of fleet. Uh, we have uh, an annual uh, rate of growth of around the 14 uh, percent. So that is uh, uh, much, much more of the of the average uh, uh, fleet growth of the IX classification uh, society. So I think that uh, first of all is due to the fact that, as I mentioned before, we are trying more and more to put our uh, our customers and uh, all the maritime cluster at the center and always to to be there close to, to the client with a problem solving and innovative approach. Uh, but uh, I would say that uh, in the future, the area in which we want uh, to elaborate uh, more and more apart uh, from the, the traditional core services and the necessity of, uh, of giving 
a very time responded and uh, um, and good service in terms of uh, network, in terms of rules and regulation. We will focus more and more on the on the digital. I think that uh, together with uh, with the decarbonization, of course, uh, digital will be the, the the other great transformation that our industry will have because we have to con consider that. Uh, I mean. At the end, we are doing the business uh, in a way that is not so different from how it was done uh, even 50 years ago. Uh, but uh, the improvement of the connectivity in the in the next future, I, I believe there will be the improvement of connectivity, less cost uh, for uh, for the connection of the ships uh, traveling worldwide, uh, vessels more and more sensorized, uh, and so the possibility of uh, making services and elaborating data uh, will become of paramount importance. We started during the pandemic, we had already in place uh, a system for uh, live streaming and, and performing uh, remote inspection. We have um, over, uh, now we have more than 300 ships uh, that are monitored uh, through our fleet uh, performance and energy governance tool. And recently we also have acquired a company in Denmark uh, just to stress more and more on the digital part. It, the name of this company is Logimatic now, it's become Arena Digital Solutions. So it's, we are completing somehow the portfolio of our digital services, always bearing in mind that the more you are connected and the, the biggest will be the possible threats from uh, from cybersecurity, for example. And so we also we are also looking a lot in this sector. We have a very strong space and defend the uh, and defense business unit. Uh, and uh, recently we also made an, uh, another acquisition on the uh, cybersecurity part uh, with a company that is very well uh, specialized in the sector. So I want to touch finally on one of the subjects that's keeping chief executives awake uh, at night, um, <laughs> finding talented people with skills and competencies for the tasks that we haven't even identified yet. How are you bringing these skills into RENA? Richard, I think uh, this is uh, the challenge, as you said, for all the chief executives and in particular for our HR department. We have uh, several management meetings uh, about this topic because it's definitely the most important. If I consider the number of people that uh, we have to employ following our uh, strategic plan, the, developing, uh, the development that we are going to have uh, in the next three years, uh, that, that is really one of, uh, on, of the issue. So uh, first of all, what we did was really to concentrate on what we believe are, the, are our values to make them more and more clear also for uh, somebody that is applying and is uh, uh, wants to have uh, Rina as uh, his employer. And uh, I think that uh, it is important also to focus on uh, uh, disciplines different from the traditional STEM because uh, in the future, if we believe in the digitalization and if we believe that we will have uh, more and more data at our disposal, we will also have to connect the dots and to make interpretation of these data. So. We don't exclude uh, and we are more and more uh, uh, pushing to have uh, uh, in our, uh, let's say, talent garden, people that are also coming from uh, humanistic background, uh, people who have uh, statistic degrees uh, and so on. Uh, so master degree in math, for example, that until five years ago were not necessarily the first, uh, let's say, uh, subjects and degrees uh, to which we would have thought. So uh, this is really something that uh, is, uh, is of paramount importance uh, and also is is really important uh, 
not only to to say things uh, but also to maintain what you are promising so we present to the market and we strongly believe as a, an ESG a business to society company and uh, the E the S and the G will be maintained also and uh, will be uh, shown will be shown also to to people working with us so putting people at the center uh, developing a proper career path uh, uh, boosting on the smart working and other initiatives uh, that uh, give uh, a better work-life balance is something on which we are working more and more. So class is transforming because the industry is changing rapidly and those who stand still are lost. Um, by focusing on the critical areas of decarbonization, digitalization and diversification, Rena believes it not only has a strong future, but also a business strategy that remains agile and proactive. Thank you to Paolo Moretti and thank you for listening to this Lloyd's List podcast.